Welcome to the Friendly Geordies podcast, minus Friendly Geordies. However, we do have our main man over here. He's going to be guest hosting with us, Spanion. Yeah, we're not going to do the Kanye thing of like, I'm Spanion, check me out, bro. I've been driving around eating food and stuff. I'm not going to be doing that, but... He, be doing that. No, we won't be doing well, that. Well, then we're not going to get any viewership, so... All right, well, I hope you're happy that we're going to like go into oblivion <laughs> on the internet. All right, fine. What I meant to say is we'll exclusively be getting takes from Spanion. That's what I meant to say. But right. Yeah, welcome. He's uh, well, so for, Jordan's not here. Um, for reasons you can imagine. You can imagine. We don't know we, where he is. I don't think we can dwell too much into. However, it is temporary. He's going to be here soon. Uh, he might today. even he might even come tonight. He might walk in. Might, but he wouldn't even know that we're live. No. So so this could make for an interesting party. I suspect he very well could just walk in. But if not, <laughs> our lives. I don't know where he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we he'll, actually genuinely don't know where he is at the moment. However, he is fine. Yeah, yeah, I did he speak is. to him yesterday, and he was fine. He's seen him. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's not here. Hopefully, he'll be here next week. And uh, we're going to continue the pod as usual. Your boys, today is an FM. episode of Shawarma FM. Shawarma FM. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, my brother. How are you doing? Very good, my brother. Uh, some, something about Allah. What do you, I forget. <laughs> something the, about Allah. <laughs> it's like a, the good news? It sounds like a sitcom. The second marriage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? There's a, there's a saying they say, they say like, if it's, if God willing, that's what they say. They go, God willing, right? Yeah, How do you say in. it? Inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. Inshallah. All right, well, inshallah. let's start with you kind of, you casually mentioned. Yeah. There's a lot happening on the internet, and by a lot, I mean everyone's talking about Kanye. <laughs> so let's take your take on Kanye, because we haven't spoken a <laughs> yeah, lot about it. My take. Oh, my God. And don't um, worry, miss. You can be as egregious as you want, because Jordan's <laughs> not here, and... I'm pretty sure it's going to help with the, our algorithm anyways. So. <laughs> it's, it's such a fucked thing that we're at that point with the internet where it's just like, mention the thing that's controversial and it'll pump up your video. But, uh, you know, obviously right. No, I'm checking. I'm checking. Yeah. Um, Dude, I heard the best take from Ari Shafir. <laughs> Do you know Ari Shafir, that comedian? No. He's a Jewish comedian. Right. What did he say? He's mates with Joe Rogan and he's been like, on the circuit for ages. Yeah. He said the best thing. What do you say? Is that he said Kanye should make exactly the same points, but in music form, and none of this would happen. That's He's like, so he true. convinced that's, that's, yeah. a generation of girls yeah. to dance at how they're gold diggers at clubs. Yeah. And I love this song. Yeah. Like, just do the same thing. It's true. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. It just as long as they're bangers. It'll Dude, be fine. you know what? That is a really good call. It's like he is very good at music. I would say, like he is, like very good at production. That, like, you know, he's good at that. Like, why not? Isn't that way more, uh, sort of liberal? Like, it's more impressive to to make a banger than just to talk. I think. Like, I love yeah, doing this, particularly for a musician. Like it makes yeah. sense if you're Ben Shapiro because that's your superpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how are you gonna do anything else but talk? But when you're Kanye, bro, yeah, it's not your strongest suit. You're saying dumb shit all the time. Yeah, you know what I think. You know what I think. The the, you know what I was thinking. I think that like the thing with him is that like, the people that he is around, he gets 
I think he just G's up on the energy around him. So when he was doing the interview with that, what was that guy's name? Uh, Friedman? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Friedman, that guy, name, yeah. you know, then he's a little bit more like subdued to a degree. But like going on Alex Jones, I think that he's just like, look, I think Kanye, I think Kanye is in some respects, you know, and musically definitely has some like genius elements to it, like the music, what he does with the music. I think he's also kind of dumb, like he's, pretty dumb he's, with it. Like he's kind of, like, as dumb. Alex Jones would say, I'm kind of retarded. I'm kind you know? of retarded. But he also is very mentally unstable. That's that's what like Ben Shapiro was saying. He was saying like, he was like, this is a man who has is having a bipolar episode. And it's like, it's kind of hard to argue that. I think that, the, you know, what's really funny. This is this is what I was thinking about too. This is This is basically my take, right? Obviously like some of the shit that he outlandishly said is like fucked and it's just like insane. But if he sort of tweaked, if like, I think uh, apart from like the overt Hitler comments, I think that uh, if he like Chomsky has said, probably said exactly what Kanye said, just in a way of just being like, well, obviously all wars, there's a technological investment and for whether you like it or not, there's going to be leaps and bounds in, 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 in investment in technology and in and in science and in medicine and these are, unfortunately that's why you know figures and governments like these seem to make such leaps and bounds in these areas and that's why people might consider certain uh, aspects of war as being uh, you know advantageous in terms of growing an investment in society he th- he would have said the same thing as him to a degree but. It's not how it's it's like how he says it and how animated yeah, he, he is. He says this by saying, "I love Hitler." It's just like, before going on break, it's, yeah. it's they're bad metrics. Like you can't like it's like bad optics. Sorry, it's like it's just like he's kind of like a child, and that he just I think he can't articulate what he's saying in in, in an adult way. And which so which is he, why he shouldn't attempt. He shouldn't do it. He shouldn't have gone on Alex Jones. Like because Alex like. Here's another thing. I'm not defending him for this. However, this is a man who already probably has pre-existing mental health conditions. You can, yeah. Is going through or went through a divorce. Yeah. And he's one of those, like, the best way to handle breakups is how Seinfeld does it in the show, which is like, oh, I don't think we should. Good. Fair enough. Well, we had a good run and you walk out. That's how you... But, man, men... And their ego. I'm not. I'm not like. Look. Yeah. Who knows how I would react if I'm getting divorced? Hopefully not the way Kanye does. Yeah. But it's a very stressful time. Yeah. I th- I th- and yeah. most divorces are initiated by uh, women. Right. And yeah. so men go through. And like, divorce has like a really crippling effect on men. Apparently, their life expectancy decreases by five years. Shit. If their spouse dies, their life expectancy decreases by 10 years. Fuck. Uh, for women, it's like they're kind of doesn't really affect them. As I well. know how that is. <laughs> well, whatever. So so he's he's clearly not in the right state of mind. And yeah. unfortunately for most men out there, you just have to like fucking get over it. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But with him, he's got like this huge microphone shoved yeah. right in his mouth when yeah. he's going through these manic episodes yeah and it's coming out by like shitting on jews yeah i think there's like a multi i, I could honestly have like there's like 50 perspectives i have have on him there's so many elements like there's so many elements part of me feels bad for him part of me thinks it's like irresponsible and stupid like 
I think there's like a lot of shit he says is stupid. Like you can't really generalize any group. It's like what Chappelle said. It's like, there's a lot of Jews in Hollywood. It's like, yeah, you can make that observation. That's probably, that's true. But that doesn't mean you can't just say like the Jews, because it's just like, it's just like childish and naive. You just can't, you can't just say there's so many variations in, in any group of people that it's, it's just like, it's dumb. It's fucking dumb. But I think he's just, I think it's a mixture of like, I don't know if it's the mental health thing or I think another element too is like, have he's, I think being super rich fucks with your head because I think you get to a point, you forget what it's like to be humble. He's definitely lacks humility and being humble. He's not, he's like literally just like, I am God. And it's just like, dude, like that's part of me is like, look, aim for the stars. If that's how you feel. But at the same time, it's like, kind of very ego it's very egotistical and you don't learn more like like the stoics and everything say that like you you don't you learn until you die you kind of learn the most at that point till the very end and then to like know the beginning of your life for the first time so i feel like this is multiple this is multifaceted thing of like it's not a he's not you know he's got some he's got some capability he's got some intelligence he's got he says, says some stupid shit he's obviously some sort of like the environment around him fucks with his head because he said that on Alex Jones, so he's like G'd up or something. Um, I yeah. think money corrupts. I think there's something- While we're at it, what the, what the hell was that man wearing? You know, he's done, he's, he's done that heaps though. I think that is just him being like weird fashion shit. I think it's fucking bizarre, but- He's done that a few times. It's not a great look. It's a bad when look. When you're saying, I it's like, a it's I a like bad Hitler, look. and then you're wearing yeah. that. It's like, dude. And also, like, you're you, not selling it well. And you gotta, like, you gotta see the irony in him saying, I love Hitler when he, when Kanye would have been in the chambers, in the gas chambers. Like, Hitler would have killed him because he was black. There is some irony there. There has to be some, like, you have to see the irony and be like, but, but I, th I don't think there's any point even listening to what he says literally because. I think he's just, dude, I think he's just a very confused person that maybe his money's fucked him, his head's fucking with him. And like, there might be elements dude, of what he says. To, he needs to get that Britney Spears thing going on. You know, he needs to find someone <laughs> that takes all his decisions for him. Now. Cause, Cause there's elements of what he says that are true. But it's just like, yeah, cancel culture is a problem. Like, you know, there's bad contracts in music. There's a lot of manipul manipulation. There's a lot of bad handling of artists there's a lot of there's a lot of shit he does say that is accurate but then he'll just say but then he'll just take this one point that he should say like the music business needs to be reformed because it takes advantage of people and whether that's because it's run by a certain contingency of like businessmen or people or whatever or not is probably irrelevant it's just the system is like that instead of that he's just like i love Hitler. it's like how did you get like i don't know i don't understand he, he needs to chomsky it he needs to be like dude you need to, and also he can't Chomsky. He's Most not. He's not. Can't Chomsky yeah, stuff. he's. He needs to. He needs. You to, need to be Chomsky. He, to I think Chomsky he needs. It. Yeah, I think he needs to like be quiet and like read more, not just hang out with like Candace Owens and like these sort of characters. Just like just read from. It's like anyone that says anything outlandish or like conspiratorial. It's like look from a wide field, read deeply from a huge variety of sources. Cause if you're not doing that, then you don't have got, don't you reckon you haven't got an accurate opinion of what's actually happening? You can't just, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like I, f I have a strong inclination that he is not a very well-read person. That's, I think that's the, that's the problem. Like, and that's another, that's an el another element here, right? Too, where it's like, that's the whole other side to this is like, people need to stop worshiping celebrities and stop being like, it's like the Kanye, uh, sorry, the, 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 
Chappelle thing of like, what does uh, I want to know what uh, Jar Rule thinks? Where is Jar? It's like they're we're, they're entertainers, and I fall in that too. I probably shouldn't have, but I but I never think that I'm like I'm pretty open. I, I, hey, but there's some there's a heavyweight celebrity who's just come to his defense today. Oh, who? Akon. <laughs> Akon was on about. some British TV show. I was Dude. watching him and he was like, he was saying that he supports Kanye's right to say all of the shit that he's saying. Yeah. And he, then they were like, oh, why? And he's like, well, it doesn't affect me personally. <laughs> and he was, Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. Yeah, but like, I mean, I, he should be, people should be able to say whatever they want, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be condemned for it if it's not fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah, for but, sure. There's so many levels. Like, the Kanye thing is almost to me is like a non-thing because there's so many... I think there's... Like, he's just this, like, on the fringes sort of, like, for all intents and purposes, I feel like kind of crazy guy. I think that if you if you really want to get to the root of sort of social, cultural, whatever you want to call it, economic problems, like, look at, you know, I'm still, I'm still on the train of, like, you know, like... You know, like manufacturing consent, big media, like, you know, it's the, the problems are there. We don't need to, there's enough problems in society than for someone to be like, it's the Jews. It's like, dude, it's, it's, uh, donations for politicians. It's lobbying. It's, uh, it's, you know, like we, sh we still haven't like, <laughs> I love this when Miss Love, you're the one that's like, I was like, Hey guys, come on. <laughs> Things aren't so simple. Gotta get some more perspective here. But I'm serious. Like, 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 dude, bullying the he's like the the one-eyed leading the tribe of blind. He's just blind, and you're a one-eyed man. He's like, come on, dude. There's a like, dead end right here. No, See but it. I I am still on the train of like all those things of like you know even like you know the one percent like big corporations not paying their fair share of taxes. Like, let's get back to like, I'm still on Biden being like, is he the, is, is Biden the next FDR? Let's look at that. Like, I let's stop worshiping this crazy shit that like some of the richest celebrities say, like, it's just not an issue. Like, let's look at like, 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 you know, like donations in politics, like uh, corporate tax dodging, like shit like that. Like earning like minimum wage, yeah. earning power. For example, like, they ban menthol cigarettes in Australia and no one's talking about it. I didn't it. know that. Yeah, it's an well, assault. There's a, a real crime. As Batuta Advocate says, it's an assault on divorced women. <laughs> They're actually going to ban white wine. Dude, um, who the fuck has menthol cigarettes anyway? They are Ooh, fucked. I know one guy. Jimmy's? Jimmy's. Well, Hell he doesn't yeah. smoke like he likes them. regularly, but like if he will have it, yeah, he'd much prefer it was menthol. <laughs> yeah, well, he's and the he one is an affected. Eastern Suburbs divorced woman. Yeah, so yeah. He's basically <laughs> just. But what's but, but yeah, what's your? I I'm honestly at the point where like I look at the Kanye thing. And I'm like, this is entertaining, but it's like it's just like a clown show. It's like I would honestly much rather watch like uh like put it this way. I'm more interested in what Chomsky has to say on world affairs than fucking uh, Kanye. Because Chomsky is saying there's problems with like Israel and Zionist Israel and like and all those kind of things. But I think, you know, dude, a dude who does a podcast with a fuck ton of books to the ceiling in the background is a little bit more like uh, qualified than someone with a fucking gimp mask on on Alex Jones. You know what I mean? Like it's entertaining, but like, even when people are just like, well, what's Kanye's perspective? It's like, he has no qualifications to have a perspective. Like who, why, why are people giving him 
Why are you giving him a platform? Well, Listen to his music. Like, I think this is like just a general criticism of the society pol- that we now live in. Yeah, like, we're in this weird such a clown weird, culture thing. Anyone that has eyeballs mm. has the camera focused on them on all of their views. Musicians were always cooked. Yeah. They were never like these barometers of ideal no. society members. They're not so, most of them have mental health issues. Yeah, you know? and exactly. Yeah. And like they kill themselves all the time. Yeah. Like it's so so it tells you that these people are not necessarily your go-to source yes. at understanding, you know, the greatest ailments of yes, modern society. Exactly. They're good at telling you like which mo- beat works. Yeah. And then eventually ending there was like it's a young man's game, man. <laughs> Not young me. Man's I'll game. stick it till the end. But yeah. That's what they're good for. But No, totally. And like this has such serious like the Kanye thing is a bit of a joke to me. However, yeah. this attitude of extreme sensationalization yes. of really serious issues. Like yeah. do you know they dropped that um uh the Britney Higgins trial? Right. Britney Higgins was They dropped it. I didn't know that. Yeah, well they she dropped it well not she, but her legal team dropped it uh, on the idea that like her mental health is suffering so much that if it was a retrial yeah so there was a mistrial right and if they were supposed to go on a retrial february but apparently like her health is so screwed up really that they dropped the case they're like it's not worth pursuing because she might just die shit and um and this is all symptomatic of the fact that like her entire case yeah became so publicized yeah that they were talking about it at fucking award functions yeah every celebrity they created such interest towards yeah. this one case yeah that it was impossible for normal uh for normal proceedings to function in a court that's fucked there was no way that the jury could block out what was happening outside. Yeah, exactly. And it's just because every media yeah. outlet was just talking like dry about humping. it. Yeah. Every like celebrity was giving their take on it. Yeah. And it resulted in this case being almost impossible to go ahead. But you know what you know what make you're right, but you know what it, the begs the question, I feel like it's like it's fucked. It's like cor- it, you know, corrosive and it's just goes to the it aims to the like reptilian part of the brain of just like ooh drama and like things are happening but is the question is is it just human nature because people are naturally drawn to it there's obviously an industry but like you know i still watch the alex jones thing i was like oh this is going to be crazy but like is it just part of human nature and if it is maybe it shouldn't be just encouraged so much and 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 like sensationalized because you know everyone when there's a car crash everyone looks but like it's kind of the worst part of humanity. You know, it's so base level. It's just like, he said this crazy thing. We have to have this dramatic reaction. You know, I understand the dramatic reaction, but it's like, you know, it's like, if you just don't, if if, if you like, uh, I don't know, just don't pay attention this, to it. Don't pay attention well, to you, it, you, you know? You can't, cause like we're paying attention to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to like not, but Clickbait. the problem with this entire issue is that there is no way you can address this without censorship of some sort Mm. because even like let's forget about the whole kanye thing let's just talk about which is the greater problem which is how media outlets are just focusing on whatever will get them the most clicks right and so this entire issue is that's your crux of the problem and there's an economic incentive for it yeah the only way you can like 
somehow stop this is by censorship. So you're going to eventually have to tell media outlets, don't report on this. Report on this issue instead. Mm. And that is going to be, it's a form of censorship because some government body is going to be telling you this. Yeah. And that's a slippery slope because once you give the authority to the government to tell you what you can oh, yeah, report on, nah, what that's, you can't. Yeah, that's, so we're just stuck in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just The remedy is worse than what's happening now. That's true, but I, I think it actually is as simple as... Because like people revere celebrities. I mean, I do it too, but like my celebrities like are way smaller and like it's just musical-based and like... But... People do tend to revere, you know, celebrity, which I guess is human nature. But when, like you said, when the celebrity, usually they're like entertainers. And when their, when their, when their opinion on culture and like socioeconomic and structural uh, issues, when their opinion on that is like sacrosanct or like held to as high esteem as someone like Noam Chomsky, it's like, we have a problem. Like you can like someone, but that just doesn't qualify them to have uh, an articulate opinion on like difficult issues. Well, you know what I mean? Think that's Sam like, Harris's view on things. Sam Harris, right. who is like famous, he got into a lot of trouble, right? Because you know he's he's made a living out of saying how free speech is really important. In Muslim countries are shit yeah. because they don't let you say whatever you want. They curb your you know, uh, rights, like they make you do things that should be individual decisions rather than collective societal decisions. Yeah. And recently he came out and said, not everyone has the right to speak on shit. Really? So when Twitter or Facebook decides to censor the Hunter Biden story, the Joe yeah. Biden yes. son story, yeah, yeah. that that's fair. Really? And he even said that I don't care if Hunter Biden has like, corpses of dead children in his closet i'm still gonna vote biden well that's pretty fucked yeah because hunter is not joe and just because hunter is doing fucked up shit doesn't mean you have to report on it well that's kind of fucking dumb well that's where you're gonna end up like there's that's dumb dude there's it's, no it, but, it's, this. but it's simple it's like i think like i think look i think the, the term like hate speech is like kind of vague and stupid because it's like you know, you can just say you can disagree with things and you can condemn them to like the core. But unless something's inciting violence, it's just you can say whatever you want, I think. But but having said that, like with like something like Twitter, basically it's a, I think it's as simple as like say whatever you want. But if you if you if you if, if you know, it's like the Chomsky thing of saying like I can, you know, you know, he signed that free speech thing. It was like you should be able to say whatever you want. But then I will vehemently argue against it and what you've said till the end. That's how it should be. But the I think the line is literally when you're just calling out. Like I understand why they would take Kanye off um, Twitter because like you can't. I think that is there is a line and the line is being like all the, this group are fucked and it's like it's at a point where it's like it's sort of inciting violence to a degree, right? So I think at that point it's like. That's a bit fucked, dude, to be on a public platform. But that's probably the line. Devil's advocate, though. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to change that. Not devils. Yeah. Uh, Allah's advocate. How come it's, like, not an issue when it's Muslims? Well, it is. It's the same thing on Twitter. Like, if someone says, like, all Muslims are... Yeah, but they, like, say shit. They say that shit all the time. On Twitter? 
on different platforms. They used to, particularly during the height of terrorism. Yeah, well, that was... 2016, 2017. It was, like, so acceptable to say. That's true. That's true. And and I can imagine... Like, like, uh, what was her name? That media... uh, I can't remember. Jordan would remember her. Like, the uh, Sophie something? She came on TV and she was like, we've got to stop Muslim immigration. I am scared of them. That was... It it turned out... Flip that around. Yeah, we need look, to stop Jewish yeah, immigration. That is, I f- am scared of them. And then, yeah, bam. No, that's and true. Like, and, and the media reported that as like, we need to hear everyone's opinion. She's that's scared, just, and she has a valid point. I even understand true. that to a certain extent. Like, I when think all that, you see on TV is terrorist attacks. Yeah, it's the well. Look, I'm not justifying it, but I mean, I suppose the West would have more of a inclination to demonize, like the Islamic world and also there's the whole stigma of the Holocaust, which I think, you know, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you know, it's like, it's almost like more of a sort of like, at least in the media's perspective, probably like more of a get out of jail free card in terms of like, you can't say that because of like, you know, the Holocaust, whatever, but, but you're right. It is a double standard. It is definitely a double standard. So it's like, yeah, I'm not saying like that means that you should be able to go open season on the Jews. <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's not what I'm saying. I, at all. I think people, should be able to say whatever they want, even though it's even if it's fucking condemnable. But maybe on like something like Twitter, I can understand why they'd be like, "This is a bit much," you know what I mean? But if someone just said that in the street, I wouldn't be like, "You should go to jail and be fine." I'd be like, whatever extreme thing they would say, I'd be like, I'd be like shocked and be like, and then contested. I wouldn't be like, "You can't say that." It's like it's almost like you have to make your point not through censoring someone's opinion, but by trying to convince them of the opposite thing. You know what I mean? Okay, and that but, was Akon's point. <laughs> to be fair to him, that's what he was saying. As well. uh, but I'm not defending what Kanye yeah, said. I'm just saying it's like- It's hard to defend that man now, but yeah. it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a fine, tr- but, but, but my point is like, we shouldn't crash. be talking. I mean, obviously- well, well, let's stop talking yeah. about no, it. No, 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 but it's like for us, we're internet people. We have to talk about now, it. But but like, like, that's actually part of the problem. We've been talking about this for, I don't know, I guess 25 I guess minutes. You're right. and Back to really, kebabs, sure. Right. Well, sure here's, here's another segment, miss. Uh, Dan Andrews. Dave Andrews. Dave Andrews, sorry, my, my bad. Yeah. Dave Andrews has won. Yeah, no. Contrary I, I watched to his- last minute public polls and people were saying that he's, he's going to lose this, he- crushed again i watched his victory speech <laughs> what, what, what was it about it was just like standard 101 victory speech like semi cringe but like i was i just wanted to see it yeah. so i watched it and it was just sort of like you know it was just kind of standard but yeah no i'm glad well they're they're sort of like i was reading this article which was sort of talking about why labor seems to be winning everywhere and how not just Victoria, but the federal elections as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they're saying that there's one point which is, which we all know the that the perception of uh, uh, liberals as economic managers, as well as their COVID handling, has and been like destroyed. Scott Morrison's like bushfire Hawaii fiasco cost them a lot of those marginal boomers who were in a, who usually vote liberal, but this time they didn't vote at all or they might swung towards independence or maybe even labor in some instances. But they're saying that the overwhelming fact of why labor is winning everywhere is the coalition of like millennials, Gen Y and Gen Z, 
voting Labour or Independence. Is it Jordan? Did Jordan do it? Well, I don't know if Jordan did it, but like the assumption was that, and it's happened in history as well. Like, the younger you are, the more likely you are on the left. And as you get older, you start yeah. drifting towards the right. So that's yeah. what happened with the hippie generation. Really? Yeah. So there's so many liberal voters that I know that were hippies in the 70s and 80s. And they were all about free love, anti-Vietnam. And now they're like, nah, negative gearing needs to stay. Yeah, And yeah. so they vote liberal. And so they assume that that's what's going to happen with Gen, Gen Y voters as well. That where as so, we get older. Right, right, right. Because like, think about it. Like the oldest generation of Gen Y is in their 40s now. Mm -hmm. And so they were supposed to switch, but it seems like they haven't. Right. But doesn't that doesn't that just mean whatever population is dominant will like if a, if a, if a population's mainly elderly it'll be conservative if they're mainly young it'll be yeah but they're now saying like maybe this generation Gen Y and Gen Z even when they're older might not be conservative really however I have a counter argument to that I think Gen Y like every generation before them and after them will vote based on their economic interests so if they start owning houses. They don't want negative. They don't want negative gearing to go. I'm, and uh, even if on surface they'll say that they're lefties, but when it comes to actually really? the voting booth, you they'll might, lie. You might be right. I mean, However, yeah, those are the economic interests. When it comes to social interests, yeah, yeah, they are completely left wing, and that will never change. So right. when it comes to like LGBTQ rights and all, you know, the the package, the social leftism, the they've wholeheartedly accepted that. And they're not going to change, which is a difference from the generation before us. Right. The hippies that were for free love are now annoyed at Meghan Markle. Yeah. So yeah. they've made that switch. Yeah. Maybe we won't make that switch, but when it does come to... So what I'm saying is like if Bill Shorten comes again with his pla his platform in 2019, Labor's going to lose. But if it's Albo who's just like, nah, nah, you can keep all of that. You, you know, you can keep your boats and unnecessary indulgences that you do however we're not gonna we're gonna manage the economy better yeah and we're also gonna like not shit on megan right whatever right. that comes with yeah, it yeah 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 gen y is more than happy to vote for them at that point and even right. some boomers that's pretty interesting which is pretty is that good that's Good. I think that's annoying. Oh, really? I think it's like the economic stuff matters more. Oh, yeah, fully. I was going to kind of say that, actually. Like, yeah, I kind of know what you mean. So, uh, yeah, what are we going to do? Mm, well, it's better. Eh, we'll see what happens, I guess. In the future. Do you, do you ever see yourself voting liberal? Nah. No, nah, not liberal. I might, you know, maybe when I'm older, I'll we'll vote, vote for like independent or nationals. <laughs> no, no. I see you voting for nationals, <laughs> moving to the country. The nationals. And, like, no and, 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 way. Like, and when someone asks you who do you vote for, you say it's none of your business. <laughs> just for the record, country party. Nah, never. No way, dude. I'd vote liberal before the nationals. Nationals are fucked. No, they are. But um, you're saying that at 31. Shooters and fishers, maybe, but they're not great. They're, they're, you're saying they're this at 31. Yeah. Let's see what you say at 61, and you will be living in the country. I don't see you living in the city nah, that's for true. more than six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. I think depends how long I'm in Jordan's circle of like influence. Because I'm pretty like, he's pretty uh, persuasive. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know what I mean? He definitely is. But like, 
I don't know. Nah, fuck. Sometimes with the social stuff, I'm more like conservative and the economic stuff, I'm more, I'm like flipped. I'm the other way. Yeah. And I'm more economically just sort of like, you know, houses should be 10 grand or whatever. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. I don't know, but nah, never, never liberal. But I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't ever vote for the Greens either. So like, well, if you were from Victoria, if you were from Melbourne, and you had suffered those like five lockdowns or whatever, and you were in two years of perpetual solitary fuck. confinement, I honestly would don't you know. have flipped or would you still have voted for Dave Andrews? I wouldn't have flipped. I, you know, don't disregard the donkey vote, Ali. <laughs> You're the donkey vote kind. Like, oh, and my brother is too. I, I would, I would probably lean more if I'm dissatisfied more towards the donkey vote. But like, mm, I think Labor's generally a lot is the is is a lot better. Mm. Um, I mean, I think the economic stuff is the really important stuff. It shapes society more, and it's like the thing of them being like, let's not give like huge tax breaks and and the you know privatize everything that's the shit that's crippling so it's like i think labor that's why i mainly vote for labor is that like they're like let's put money into like institutions education healthcare because you know, that shit's like, important that you know that shit is definitely important but we've got like about 5 years this this is what i think is going to happen right everywhere in the world i think like the, the western world particularly has to like reinvent itself a little bit because the right they're grappling with the same issue which is that they've got this fringe right which has controlled the right-wing mainstream party but is not popular enough to win general elections right so the right has to like somehow move again towards the, the center, center yeah. a little bit totally and the problem is their entire like power not their voting base but the power behind their party and their yeah. ticket holders are just super right yeah. to the point where like if you look at um are you serious yeah. ring the pod well, I saw it. why are you killing cockroaches they're fucked uh, no, so you've taken inspiration from Kanye <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> joke joke I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding go on um yeah, so, like, you know how Trump just came out and he said we need to, like, get rid of the American Constitution? What? Yeah. No. He came out, he's what like, mean? the Constitution is stacked against us. We what? need to, like, get rid of it and start from scratch. That's extremist. That's extreme, right? Yeah. But if you think about it, most Republican, not voters, but members support that guy. Yeah. So now you've what got, like... Fuck? The main, the sort of mainstream, the Mitt Romneys and stuff, try obviously thinking that that's a reprehensible take. Yeah. However, if they say anything against it, they lose their entire yeah. backing. They're in a weird situation in America, definitely, where it's like even it here. Really, I think like part of the reason why the Liberal Party lost was because they were held hostage by the Nationals and yeah. the extreme right. Right. Off yeah. the uh, off the. Uh, the Liberal Party. That's why Scott Morrison came in instead of Malcolm Turnbull. Because they made yeah, that call yeah. in whatever, 2018 yeah, or whatever he yeah, went. Yeah. That was the wrong call, I think. That was, in hindsight, we can look at it in the wrong call, but I don't think they had any other option. Because right, yeah. you can't be the leader of the Liberal Party if majority of the Liberal Party doesn't want you to be there. 
even the, though the yeah. majority of the country might prefer that position. Yeah. It's a really shit situation to be in, which is why I think it'll take them like maybe five years minimum to come to like reach some equilibrium. And by that point, I think Labour Party would have lost their really? sort of sweet spot that they've got right. in. And then we're going to see another reversal. Do but it gives us like five years right. to ride out this power. And from my perspective, legalize weed in the meantime. Hell yeah, dude. Legalize <laughs> that it. That might happen next year. I think it'll happen. It's already like you can already buy weed from the government. Yeah, you can already. Exactly. You can yeah. buy weed from the government. And uh, it's just ridiculously expensive, I yeah. think. Um, and like, dude, Thailand, that used to execute people. Yeah, they just switched. They're fucking smoking up How'd that happen? There. I think they saw the money and it's just a general trend. That's a good thing. How would you call like Howard's government in, in today's climate? What would you call them? Hard right? Not Cent at all. Center I don't think right? hard right would like be Howard. Howard would actually be, yeah, like center right. Yeah. I think that like the right definitely needs to kind of return to that. I I mean, again, it's like you're really talking about two sides, so social, cultural, and economic. But I think that what America's done is the right has managed to like that they 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 they've managed to like uh, sort of. Uh, what's the word uh they've managed to whatever like own and run with the social aspects of like you know just like the right and just being like what what which is what appeals to people which is like talking about freedom of speech and talking about you know these sort of i that those sort of things like like stopping censorship all that kind of shit but then the reality is economically they seem to be fucked right they seem to be like they seem to be like just more more Not banks even just economically like the idea that donald trump has come out and said that we should scrap the That's, constitution did he really say you that? Have no idea how ridiculous that is for um, american nationalism is based on their constitution, yeah exactly right? that's crazy in america the only way you know how australia is different australia to be australian or aussie it comes with a whole host of cultural values as well as, like, we believe in assimilation. Yeah. That's what John Howard, someone that I just called center right, used to argue. Yeah. That diversity is not the way we should look at things. We should look at the Aussie way of life and Christianity. Christianity light, not necessarily the religious tenets yeah, of it, but yeah, the cultural yeah. aspect of the it. The sort of, like, is central to judo Christian values. values. And right. it's central to Australian identity. America was really progressive. Their founding father said, none of that matters. This is a country of immigrants. People are going to come here from all over the world. And the way you become American is not by having Anglo-Saxon values, is by believing in these pieces of documents that we've written. Right. The constitution, yeah. the, uh, the, the, the legislative power, the executive power, the judiciary, and them being checks for checks and balances for one another. Right. That's what makes you American, which is why like in America, you can be any kind of immigrant. So yeah, we yeah. never say uh, like, you know, that I'm Pakistani Australian. Yeah. I would say I'm Australian. Yeah, but in say. America, you can be fucking third generation and still call yourself 
Paki Australian. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, Paki American, Pakistani American, or Mexican American, or Irish American, or Italian American. Dude, these Italian Americans have been in America for so long, mm. and they still say Italian American. Yeah. And it's widely accepted. Yeah. Because that's not what makes you American. What makes you American is if you believe that the Statue of Liberty looks sick. <laughs> Dude, I saw Godfather part fucking two again. So good. It's so, like, so I don't know good. if you remember that scene when. Don Vito is coming from Italy as a child. Yeah. And this entire boat of Italian soon to be Americans are coming. And there's a scene where like the entire boat is just looking at the Statue of Liberty with this mesmerizing look. Yeah. That this which is ridiculous because if you think about it, if you're an Italian American, sorry, if you're an Italian and you're a kid and you've just moved to the US, you don't even know in fucking nineteen 30s or 40s or whenever you don't even know exactly what statue of liberty is yeah so you're looking at it like oh well that's a cool thing at best yeah <laughs> or you're most likely you're not even focused on the statue of liberty you're thinking how the fuck do i adjust in this new world yeah how do i learn the language what's going to happen to me but american nationalism is not uh that you every immigrant just looks at statue of liberty does a salute and yeah. say today I believe we are all born equal. Yeah. Except for black people. Like, <laughs> they're born different. But the rest of us were all born equal. <laughs> and the idea that Trump is now coming out and saying, like, yeah, we need to scrap the Constitution. That's crazy. And that's like half of the country going, oh, yeah, that seems like a good shit. idea. Shit. This is a, a extreme. Not, it's. That's super extreme, this, right? This is like the society is co it's collapsing. It needs to reinvent the rules. Fuck. That's scary it's scary it's really really scary and that's, a, that's a scary because the constitution what are the main outlying points of that it's like you know whatever like freedom freedom of rights like freedom like, liberty liber and the justice pursuit of happiness yeah so what would he change it to like everybody has to do my universe trump university degree and, and you have to get a membership to the trump stakes that's going to be in the well, new he's constitution obsessed with the election rigging so he's Still. saying that the Constitution is screwed up because... But you wasn't, know, that, you know wasn't, that, wasn't that like pretty uniformly... The crux of his argument is... Wasn't that like... Wasn't that... Uh, what's it called? Uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, quelched? Like, wasn't that wasn't that proven that false? That it's like, no, there's, there's no evidence... Yeah, well, not for him. That, not for him. Yeah. It's this, this... Okay, behind all of this, Miss, is his... his he is saying that the institutions of America, which are enshrined in the constitution and have tremendous amounts of power because throughout American history, bipartisan effort has been made to strengthen these institutions are rigged against me. So Fuck. we need to get rid of these institutions That's and we need to bring extra executive control, which is a very typical dictator move yeah they so he wants it. more regulation and control no 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 he what well, he wants him to make those regulations and controls or the yeah. executive branch the president <laughs> right as opposed to these like that's faceless that's that's institutions. yeah that's like that's like uh, that's like dictatorship because you can call them faceless institutions but like they're still what what you would consider what should be and i would say still are you'd think pretty bipartisan institutions that sort of checks and balances and stop uh, ex uh, executive 
power being able to carry it out by one person kind of thing, right? And you can, the one of the big disadvantages, let's say we live in an ideal world where we've got a benevolent dictator who is amazing. Let's say it's not Trump. It's some, Jordan. it's Paul Keating. <laughs> let's say it's like someone like Paul right, Keating who's right. like really smart, has all the right ideas and says, give me more power so I can transform the society yeah. into something even better. Yeah. And you know, he might even be able to do it. But the problem is that, and you see this from uh, dictator countries, like, for example, someone like uh, Gaddafi, when he, he was one of those dictators, as soon as something happens that you take that dictator out it's of fucked. the equation, the entire society collapses because there's yeah. no institutions over yeah, there yeah, that yeah, can yeah, withhold yeah. There you go, yeah. and bring stability. Yeah. So resilience is completely evaporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Having strong... This is something that Jordan doesn't actually agree with me on, mm. but having strong institutions is paramount for long-term success of society. Because what, if you yeah. centralize it into these uh, savior or these messiah figures, you might have like 10 years of amazing run. Yeah. And then you're going to go into this abyss of recession. What do you think of Chomsky's point political perspective of like his idea of like anarchism this might be like a cool this might be like a cool alternative to trump what trump is saying which is like crazy i reckon what do you think of chomsky's point of like anarchism of like any institution that is superfluous or uh point uh, has no value and no purpose is just abolished that's a, probably a good idea, right? Look, Chomsky comes from a very... Uh, okay, so what Chomsky is saying, his idea of anarchy... I thought that was it. That Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, yeah. like, you take power away from... Uh, so, is superfluous the word? Super, like, pointless. And you pointless. give it to, like, localized uh, social bodies, which is... I love the idea. As a uni student, I used to think that that is the way to go. I just, I don't know anymore because I don't have an example of it that is really successful. The closest thing that comes to it is a place like Switzerland, which is not what Chomsky is talking about, but all the power rests in people, even for small decisions. So what we do is we vote a government every three years. They come up with their election campaign promises and we judge based on that. Mm. In Switzerland... They do voting for everything. Right. So even policy decisions. So for example, like this weed legalization, right? Vote on it. We voted into the we voted for the Labour Party and we're we're letting them make that decision. And if yeah. we don't like anything that they say, we'll vote again right. uh, three years later. Switzerland is gonna have a vote. They're that gonna seems put it better out, to me. But it's like constant. Every one month or two months they have an election essentially. I wouldn't mind that. And their society functions smoothly. However, that's still not Chomsky's version right. of anarchism. Yeah. Because Chomsky's version of anarchism isn't that the state just gives you questionnaires to fill out and the policy decision making. But his is like, the state doesn't get to do that. It's really, really localized bodies. Mm. That's so like, if, you're, if you live in your, if sub, whatever suburb you live in, there's going to be council of that suburb that will make all decisions. Yeah, okay. for for themselves, and that applies yeah. to everyone. But 
there are certain things that need to be collectivized efforts. Yeah. Like the idea of like, this is a very extreme example. It's something like climate change. How do you solve something yeah, like on that? On like small levels. At such, we yeah. can't even solve it at a country level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. need everyone yeah. to be on board. That's a good point. So the idea of these massive institutions fading away yeah. is also going to get rid of those tools that we required for some but big complex change. problem solving. Yeah, okay. Yeah. However, I do agree with the idea that more autonomy needs to be given to people. Yeah. So that Switzerland model is cool. I wouldn't mind that. It's alien to me. I don't understand it that well because I've grown up in this Westminster mm. system of, you know, democracy that I it feels alien to me and I don't understand it, but it seems to be working for them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I love how this is just turned into like real talk with the Schwarmer FM. Yeah, it's good. But I think, I think like, hmm. Yeah, you know what? The old, not even the older I get, the more I talk to Jordan, really, I think uh, it's easy to be like arrogant and have just throw uh, the faith out of any institution. And it's like naive, I think, to just to be like, this is bull it's definitely a lot of institutions. You've got that to give that point of view credibility to. I don't want to speak for Jordan because I don't know if he believes exactly what I'm saying. But there is an argument. Let's look at the other argument. The other argument is that these institutions have served us well. However, we've reached a point where they're so rigid that great progressivism right. is impossible to achieve. Right, now. right. Which is why someone like Jordan, and you can understand why Jordan says this, because Jordan yeah. has been obsessed about climate change and his destruction ever since I've known him, which was since he was extremely passionate about this subject in 2011. Uh, I'm actually good at what's on. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so from his perspective, we've been snoozing on this issue for so long to a point where now we've gotten to a, a stage where we can never go back. Mm. Things are going to change. So it makes sense that for someone that's been crying about this topic for is a decade and a half yeah, now has lost faith in yeah. institutions to deal with these kinds of True, things. True, yeah. So his point of view is that they're not serving their purpose anymore. Right. Their resilience is also making them stagnant. Yeah. And when the, something is broken, it needs to be fixed. But doesn't that mean you can just reform them? Like, wouldn't something more sensible, for example, and again, Trump is kind of like the Kanye figure of like, I'm not, I don't think he's some, some fucking genius, but like, like I think he's the more I think about Trump these days, I'm like he's kind of fucked. But uh I think could shouldn't he have said something like the institutions need to be reformed? Like he said about like drain the swamp. Like he could say that, yeah. but how do you do that without more power to the executive? These mm. institutions and their functions I didn't think they had so much shrine. How much power are we talking about like the, the, the Supreme Court or like what are they was he talking so actually, about? Actually the US president has domestically speaking has actually, I would argue, less power than the governors and the, shit. I wouldn't say the Australian prime minister, but the Australian executive branch. We right. the, in our system of responsible government, we give basically infinite power to the parliament. The parliament can decide everything, anything that wants they want to reform. If they can collectively make that decision, 
then it will go go through. The prime minister is less powerful because he has to depend on his cabinet. But our judiciary gives a lot of power to the entire cabinet. If the cabinet collectively makes a decision, it would be almost impossible for us to challenge that. Yeah. And if a parliament makes a decision, it is impossible for us to challenge it. Mm. In the US, the founding fathers have made these checks and balances so they are rigid like where their congress does not have nearly the sort of power that our parliament does right so someone right. like trump who feels that the institutions are stacked against him has no other option but to go and revisit the constitution itself so do you think is our system better or america's look again like i said i've grown up around this and i've been i've studied so it's the same in, in this country i have been indoctrinated to think that our system is better and i do think our system is better right i i'm not just, i'm i have a whole host of reasons that i can argue for why our system yeah. is better uh because of things like that that i i, these, I think it sounds better <laughs> when you have like it's like a religion if you have these if you have a holy book that is paramount that cannot be fucked with in any which way and you want that country to survive for the next thousand years you're gonna hit some roadblocks mm. because some of those ideas are going to get outdated and they're not going to suit the current environment mm. so what you want is this is my opinion what you want your system to be like you want it to be malleable mm. you want we've in, in australia and in the uk we've got this central tenant that no parliament should be held hostage to a parliament that has preceded it and it makes sense right so decisions that our grandfather or fathers made cannot we cannot be forever obliged yeah, to them. if yeah, we yeah. want to make decisions to change it yeah we can and yeah. in our system we can in yeah. american system you can't yeah okay so basically what trump is saying is like i want to move to australia and become prime minister no i think he's saying he wants to move <laughs> to libya and he wants to be colonel Gaddafi. <laughs> but what i but I'm so I'm just like sort of intellectualizing his yeah, point yeah, of view because it's yeah, not yeah. just him. There's a lot of Americans that feel that way. But you know what? Our society, our, our political system is too strict. But you know what's interesting? I feel like would Trump be saying that like, so say Trump got his wish, but the Democrats won again, you know, then they would have even more free reign and he would be even more pissed off. He'd be like, this is bullshit. Like Joe Biden's banned all, I don't know, gas and fracking and now you have to have an electric car I'd be like this is fucked but then someone could be like but this is what you wanted like it, it can't just be executive power for the republicans it has to be executive power for whoever's in still yeah. like a democracy yeah. so it's like but he feels he's gonna be in <laughs> yeah but like he would probably he's change. also delusional he yeah he genuinely thinks he was cheated like the election results yeah were rigged like if you genuinely believe it yeah then you're like okay if we scrap this obviously I'm the, come there's just power. no evidence to suggest it right no no there's absolutely none yeah but. so it's like that is enough to suggest to me that he's uh look i've been won over trump i think might very well be an egomaniac you heard it here first <laughs> you know how dave andrews put in this extreme lockdown and yeah the whole of australia did initially and there were these mask man mandates and yeah. airplane mandates in the u.s i think like at one of the at the peak of omicron virus 
a federal judge in some random state decided that mask mandates mm. on airplanes mm. or airports was against the central uh, liberty rights that uh, Americans have. So he banned it, and that applied for the entire country. Mm. That could never happen in Australia. First of all, a high uh, a a Supreme Court judge, which is their which is our version of their federal court, is or like their state uh, Supreme Court is. First of all, they'll say we don't have jurisdiction over this. Even if this issue needs to be dealt with, it needs to be dealt with the high court. Yeah. So the high court would take up this issue, and I can guarantee you that a high court will say, based on the constitution the australian government has the power to make legislation and pursue policies based on health considerations so this is not our domain mm. you have to go to your politicians if you think this is wrong and but in in america you can do that so does that mean that like the supreme court can overrule a lot of the president's decisions yes they can technically overrule a lot of a uh, high court can also overrule a lot of executive decisions in Australia. However, they have to be really, really mindful yeah. that the constitution says that it's the executive and the parliament that will decide how uh, Australian policy will work, mm. not the court. All that the Australian court system can do is say that your actions are inconsistent with the law. Not that you can't do this, if you want to do this, then you change your laws and then you can do exactly what you've done. Mm. So Australian parliament and executive can do anything as long as they legislate it first. Right. But in a way, both systems, it sounds like ultimately somebody is making a decision, like some group is making a decision. It's just that in America, it sounds like there's more groups. So it's like, yeah. so it's yeah. like more, like you said, checks and balances and shit. I mean, ultimately it doesn't sound like there's that much difference other than maybe in America things, if you want things to get done, it moves a lot slowly and it's a lot harder in America, right? Yeah, and there's way more roadblocks. It's also like sometimes American society is <laughs> called vetocracy. That like veto something. several institutions that Dickens have veto, veto powers yeah, yeah, yeah. for a lot of stuff. Yeah. I remember like you know, listening to this... Uh, one of the uh one of the um governors of california mm. arnie arnie not arnie the one that came after arnie was um <laughs> he he was asked a question about this high speed rail project that they have that will take you from la to san francisco and he was asked what's the progress on that you've been in government for 5 years like, where's that project? And he said, actually, this wasn't my project. This was my father's project, who was also the governor of California. And this is the progress of it. Not a single brick has been laid. And I have 520 pending civil lawsuits about that high-speed rail network. Yeah. And he's, there's so many groups that have veto power. But wouldn't, wouldn't you argue, like... That guy then, the Californian guy, might agree with Trump. 
And even Bill, even Bill, well, maybe Ma- he wouldn't agree with Trump. But if it was like a Democratic version of Trump, he might agree with it. Because yeah. even Bill Maher, he had this whole segment where it was like, "I've tried to get solar panels on my shed. It's taken me seven years, twenty grand. I had to get a box that said this is a shed, then another box that said in case you missed the first sign, this is a shed with with two fucking things." And it's like, and it's still not done. It's like there's so many bloated bodies of so like he's agreeing with Trump. Kind of. Yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. They, maybe this reform, the reform he, the fucking, right? Yes, you should reform it. But the question is, how do you reform it? How do you get rid of this gridlock when the powers of the courts as checks and balance are enshrined Why did they, the Constitution? Do you think they did that? They enshrined it knowing this would happen? Or they thought... Yeah, they were afraid that the... Well, the founding fathers were these, they were very intelligent and intellectuals, but they were perfectly aware that the masses are fucked. And they felt that if we don't do this, they called it the tyranny of majority could prevail. That these what was sort of Rome? What was the Roman system? The Roman system was essentially a lot more democratic, but it was right. reserved to a clan of people that were more like Australia, more like Australia, but like not for everyone. So in Australia, everyone gets to have their say, but in Rome, it was like a select group of people. But if there was such, and there was always that battle that Jordan talks about in his show too, which was the, the popular popularis yeah. versus the optimatis. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, and so it was the same block of people. But surely the founding fathers were smart enough to realize like, this is a good idea, but like, what if they want to build a rail? Not, I don't know, railroads, probably, you know, a horse They cut. believe that if not everyone is willing to do it, then it shouldn't be made. Surely they're smart enough to realize that's not going to, that's going to make for a society that is going, it's going to take a lot to get things done. Yeah, I'm sure they were aware of it, but they also felt that between the two choices, it's way, it's much better because, to set this cause, up. Because when they split from England, that was a monarchy, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's probably what the, what they were basing it on. We just don't want to be a monarchy. Actually, you're right. There, there was part part of their values came from like not the British way of doing it. Mm. So they. When know, did the monarchy lose like executive power in the UK? It was a transition as opposed to uh, like because I an feel abrupt like, change, but yeah. around the early part of the 20th century. Yeah. Is when the it was it became clear that the power is moving away from actually even before that so before it became the power came to like the population in the UK it went from the monarchy to the nobility yeah and then from the nobility it went towards I mean some people would argue against it but to the common folk so there's but there's even in the UK they've got checks and balances so the nobility still has some power they've got Government. veto power. It's uh, called House of Lords over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny that they call it House of Lords. And then the lower body, which is their version of the Senate, but their, their lower body is called House of Commons. Mm. And so at some point, power shifted from House of Lords to House of Commons, which wasn't an abrupt shift, but it happened. I would argue it started with the start of uh, the 20th century. It sounds like America would be a lot better off now, if they just had Australia's system, 
or that English system because then it would just be like there'd be you know the government would have total control maybe it would be worse because then Trump would have had total control the Republicans would have total control but at least do you know what I'm saying like when you got to, when you've got like fringe like let's say fringe parties then they'll make more they'll have more absolute control to fringe decisions like in Queensland right where it's just like there's no senate it's just two bodies when you're fully in control you're in control but Jordan likes that system because it's like absolute there's no it's not water, it's not watered down it's like they'll just you know the the republicans whatever will destroy the environment and then they'll get voted out so the question is would like hypothetically would america be better with our system or not? probably would be better because then you know if trump had his executive way then people it seems like america there's a lot of like blaming on it was this person's fault was it but in australia you can't really do that albo can't be like i can't do it because scomo did this this and this it's like you have full control there's no excuses i feel like america there's so many excuses there's so many bodies to be like it was the judge's fault it was this body's fault it wasn't me when in in reality it might be them they're just they're just saying like i'm just gonna i'm just i'm just bullshitting here and saying it was a judge but really i just don't want to do it do you know what i mean it's like so i feel like i'm just thinking out loud but i think america would be better off with our system man it's 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 hard to tell because it's still early days yeah you know like you can the um this is one of the most snarky things i've ever heard but it's sort of uh it goes to this point a chinese diplomat was asked during a discussion on French Revolution and its impact on uh, European politics in general. And he was asked, what do you think is the impact of the French Revolution? And he said something which will not make sense immediately, but he said, it's too soon to tell. So you're just young society and... So what he was saying is these, these massive groundbreaking transitions for example, the establishment of America and this whole new, uh, uh, this new idea of constitutionalism is still early days because we haven't seen the collapse of this empire just yet. But you could say the same for China. They haven't always been like communist or a dictatorship. They, they were a monarchy and then they've, they went into this, their system, whatever the fuck theirs is. And it didn't pseudo. work. At some point it failed. But yeah. and it failed because they weren't able to technologically be as advanced as some yeah. of the but, like, but, but they, not, that's what kind of killed them but what, but what i'm saying is couldn't you say the same of every system you could but you can also like look at things this is a historian's subject that's the problem mm. the idea like how uh certain changes fundamental changes in the way a state works and its impacts is a historical topic as opposed to a political science topic yeah right, you right, could, right. because political science and like what we're talking about is so narrow and yeah, it's so focused yeah. based on what's happening at the moment. Yeah. yeah when yeah. you look at the long-term effects, you need, you need hindsight to be able to make those calls that you're saying, like, yeah. would the Australian system be better for America? Yeah. We'll see. It's an overstretched empire yeah. that seems to be maybe it seems like it's peaked already. Mm. And there's like this new competition coming up, but unless the competition, I China's new system there's going to be a battle, right? There's going to be a battle of ideas. And if America wins this battle of ideas, then they were proven right. That with all its flaws, with all its hiccups, yeah. it is a superior system. But maybe, let's say in 60, 70 years, yeah. probably when we're dead, it becomes clear that the American system collapsed for, a whole, yeah. for all those reasons that yeah. we've been talking about. And maybe 
authoritarian capitalism or yeah. maybe at that point authoritarian techno feudalism damn is, that sounds hectic is 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 more resilient well there's no argument then that, it'll change and then we'll yeah. wait for the old that system yeah because there's no argument that like you can point out the you know, and jordan's not here so i can do it <laughs> you can point out the long list of atrocities and fucked up things about china all day you can and i can do that easy like you can list them and list them and list them and i can bag on china all night but they're doing something because from an economic perspective at least something's working look man something is obviously working yeah. but if you look at and we've talked about the things that are working about china a lot on this part i have personally I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of things however if you look at this example you know there's like massive protests in china at the moment so chinese the china government is still there they were until like actually a couple of weeks ago they were adamant on their zero COVID policy yeah and they kept pressurizing for COVID to be eliminated in china which is only which is something that only a dictatorial system can do yeah three years into this yeah. pandemic yeah. when yeah. like the entire world has opened up and we already know the worst case scenarios here and we've most of the countries have come to terms with all right this is the loss this is the gain however we're vaccinated now we're at a point where like we're just gonna like ride it we're gonna yeah. let it rip and we're gonna go through with it in china because of the dictatorial system if the leader like in G in xi jinping's case believes that covid zero policy is better there's a lot of people that still believe it even in australia but majority of the people don't believe it so it's not happening you can still push through with it yeah so what's happened is that there's been massive protests in china because of these uh lockdowns they're still in lockdowns and um to the point where like the government has been pressurized to actually repeal some of those policies in in a system like australia you don't need even though we did have protests but you don't need that massive protest mm. for policy to change the feedback is yeah. more like yeah, it yeah, happens yeah so we've slowly gradually gotten out of it and uh state governments that enacted these lockout laws laws are still in power in most of the states that existed in australia so clearly they were receptive to what the people wanted at the time and when they didn't want it they were able to reform themselves mm. but in china it just kept going so like the only way to get some policy change is for a few hundred people to die in protest otherwise it's yeah. not gonna happen you know what i think it actually is i've just i've just realized this this is what it is and it sort of makes complete sense right i'm a genius check this out alt uh sort of like our systems let's say generally speaking you have more freedoms generally speaking for you, for day-to-day -day people i would say life is a lot better you have uh freedom of speech freedom of protest freedom pretty much freedom to do whatever you want just not kill anyone really right or incite hate, right? Otherwise, you're pretty free to do whatever the fuck you want. Except, say, <laughs> Kanye is right. Yeah, except that. Well, that's <laughs> might fall into it. But anyway, I would. This I think this is what this is, and this is kind of like an anti-China perspective, I guess. But I think what it is is like the our systems might be better for freedoms, artistic freedoms, all that kind of shit. That's great. Is it? Is it though the best for? a for uh competitiveness no it's not it's not at all 
So it's like, if you think about it, like if you think about it by the nature of it, checks and balances, uh, debate, freedoms, these are all like lofty, <laughs> what might be seen as lofty, uh, like frivolous things of like, I want my caviar. And it's, I don't think that, I think they're like imperative, but like someone more in from a dictatorship will see it that way. So I think the reality is like, the West, let's say, is more like can get fatter off their freedoms. Then they're globally way less um, uh, competitive. China, the freedoms are clamped down. And one guy says, this is what's happening. But what that means is the whole ant hive is fucking gonna, it's like, you know, in Australia, we say ants move this way. And then some move this way, some move that way. Some do fuck all sort of scatters, in, in, which is freedoms. In China, they say, no, we're all moving that way and everyone fucking moves. And if you don't move that way, they beat your ass. That's not good for your freedom, but it's good for competitiveness. No wonder they're competitive and kicking ass because they can just make these grand movements with every cunt in line being like, do it. Again, if you look at it, how things are today, yes. Like a dictatorship makes things way. happen. It's China competitive. was fucking poor. That's what I'm saying. They got out like of it. Literally... But that's why until 2000. So what I'm saying why. is like the advantages that you're what you're talking about. The advantages 100% exist, and like their progress has turbocharged. Yeah. But we don't know how resilient this is. We're judging America based on its supremacy for the last hundred years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. China's growth and like its uh, candidacy for and uh, the global empire. Is like a couple of is like, I would say a decade old maybe. Yeah. And so yes, what you're saying is true. Philosophically, it's true, right? Philosophically, like freedom and competitiveness are antithetical. But we'll because if we'll I will have a better answer to that in forty years, unfortunately. But philosophically, it makes sense. Like it's as simple as like you know, in China, let's say, if to Jordan, I was like, hey, I need to go to New Zealand for a funeral, you know, just on a micro example level, he in let's say in China, whatever, dictatorship, he'd say, no, you know, like we need the business to run. I'll still make you, and then you have to stay. That would probably be a better decision. <laughs> well, you're, you're going for the China, but I'm just saying like <clears throat> for a competitiveness, for, for making money, for being robust, all that stuff, I should hypothetically, he could say, no, stay. And I might be sad, but the company will grow. It is, it's more competitive. In the West, it's like, take your time off. You know, the Australian way of chucking a sickie, that thing. It's like, that's not, chucking a sickie is not competitive. Sitting your ass at the beach is not competitive. So it's like, those two things are antithetical. Like it's, now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of funny that pundits in America would be like, China's just fucked in every way. And like, they don't have the freedom. So it's like, true. But like, you can't be a hard capitalist that is obsessed with growth on one hand and love freedom at the same hand. So they're antithetical, it's you true. can't. It's true with Australia because, and it's- And America too. Saying, but not not so much America, because I have a different, different opinion on this. I don't think America and Australia are like in this case. Australia, there is that attitude. It's not competitive at all. The corporate culture is really relaxed. But that's because we're a very mineral rich country. We can afford to. Like right. the idea that like, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, apparently gifted every uh, team member, the soccer team member of theirs, like a Rolls Royce for like beating one team and getting out of the group stage. But they can do it because like they've got shitload of oil. And like, oh, so, like, so, 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 so resources like, comes into resources it. Resources comes in. Yeah, we yeah. can afford to have a sicky because yeah. there's like this yeah, treasure yeah. that we're That's selling. just kind of lucky. But the US is different though. Like they are ge geographically like rich too, yeah, but yeah. 
they are competitive. Like they, their corporate culture is very different. It is. I was they actually talking. To, really late. I was actually talking to they American the other hard. day. They have ten days off a year. We get have, three weeks or something. And also, like, if you look at their competitiveness in, sure, in manufacturing, their competitiveness has gone down. So they're not making like tables and chairs as well as they used to, or even cars for that matter. But if you look at the next fifty years, if you make tables well, you're not going to be the richest country. It's all about technology now. And if you look at technology, America is very competitive. Sure, but like it's still, if anything- So it's not what I'm saying. Is yeah. like the flaw of it not being competitive is not based on the system itself. The system can be competitive. I, I know it can be, but I think, it's still, I think if anything, you're proving my point more. Because like China is mineral poor. On paper, they shouldn't even be fucking successful. But the fact that they have someone cracking the whip the way they are- that's how th I think that's a, the only reason they've managed to s pretty much overtake America. So like, I think it is a cultural thing. It's like, if they, I, I, like if they, if they, uh, you know, if that is, let's call it that, like a dictatorship, they're, they're surpassing America and America should be surpassing them on, on every intellectual level. So it's like, it's almost, I think it's like, it's almost just this, I don't know. I'm, it's almost like, I still feel like there's a hypocrisy of being like, of being like, I'm a hardcore capitalist that loves personal freedoms. Cause it's like, well, then your capitalism is going to be limited. Mm. Whereas in China, it's like, you're a battery, you're a fucking battery. And, and it's like, An Android. You're, you're a battery. And it's like, guess what? Batteries are effective because they last till they die. And it's like, so I guess what I'm saying is I, that's why I'm I'm proud to be Australian and stuff. And I, and I, and I'm proud to kind of be like, to not be like work till you die. But at the same time, if someone's like, why is China doing so well? It's like, well, because they're not like Australia, you know, you don't have those personal freedoms. Like you get, you have to hustle and hustle and like, you know, get beat, like all your personal freedoms beat down, but you can't have it both. You can't be like, you can't, I don't think you can be like an Australian and be like, I'm chucking a sickie. Also our system why isn't it doing as good as China? Anyway, I'm going on a sickie. And it's like, that's why, yeah. that's why. And it's like, you can't complain about it. It's, it is what it is. It's kind of like, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like the idea of someone that's lazy and someone that's like, in, to simplify it even more, someone that's lazy and someone that's competitive. The lazy person's like, I should get as much as the competitive person. It's like, well, how? You're never going to do that because you're, you're, you're not doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think we'll be all right. We've got plenty of treasures. In yeah, but that's country. just lucky. We're just yeah, lucky. lucky. They call us the lucky country for a reason. <laughs> I know, but it's like, it's kind of like, I can't. You know what we are? We're <laughs> that millionaire that inherited it. <laughs> I know, but that's that's, that's kind of we, kind so like of. If a, you're like, oh, what? How are you going to afford a new Rolls yeah. Royce? Well, I can't. Kind, it's kind of a moral, though. Yeah, well, it's kind of a moral. It is, but like you know, this is the other like thing. if so, if I were to say if I were to say China. I think China is evil for many reasons, but if I were to say China is, uh, how can I put it? I, if I said like China is uh, evil and I don't understand why they're more competitive than our country. It's like, because they're evil, that's why you just said it. And it's like, well, that's, that's annoying for me. And it's like, yeah, it is. I guess it is annoying, but like, what do you, <laughs> you can't hold down someone that is more competitive. It's just a rule of nature. It's not going to happen. They're going to overtake you. So it's like, 
either basically what I'm saying is either philosophically, either as, as an example, Australia gets more competitive and, and I don't want it to, I love Australia, but like how it is. But if we want to be able to like, and obviously population, I'm just saying, you know, generalizing or America, let's say America, China, if you want America to be as competitive as China, you have to be authoritarian. And it's like, maybe it's, if, you, if, if you're touting capitalism and competitiveness, then you have to let China take over because it's like, unless you're working eight days, six days a week, it's like, how are you going to, you know what I mean? They conflate, those two things conflate each other. This is my observation as someone that came outside of this country. Yeah. What you're saying it's is what? true. However, it's partly the story. What okay. some Australians right. don't give credit for is that, okay, so you've got a certain level of jobs that are like basic, where that are essentially just based on hard work. Like, yeah. Working at a servo or yeah. uh, working at like um, retail, retail. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's based on are you willing to show up? Yeah. Are you willing to put in the hours? You're going to get a certain amount of money. Yeah. And there's a lot of Australian attitude about that. That yeah. like I sicky Christmas, I'm going to go. And then when I'm broke, I'll come back and <laughs> I'll do it. But I'll hate you still. <laughs> there's There's heaps of that. Yeah. But then there's another level of Australian worker that I've seen who is actually kind of passionate about what they're doing. Jordan. They're not doing it. Well, he's doing YouTube. I'm talking about people that have regular jobs. All right. People that are accountants, people that are plumbers, pe tradies. Well, they get paid well, but yeah. They get paid well, yeah. right? But they are actually, they want to do their job right, which is different to a lot of other places. Right, they, like oh, okay. A, pl a, a plumber in Australia, a yeah. tradie, who might be dumb, might be uneducated, basically illiterate, <laughs> but, but, when, but, but when they are trying to fix a <laughs> leaking tap, yeah. they're not looking for shortcuts. No. They're looking to fix that problem. Yeah. And I'd same say it's most, applies, most. I'd say it's most. most yeah. yeah. Oh, I think yeah, overwhelming majority of them are like that. And that's a really, really good trait because in some countries, people look for shortcuts. Yeah. Not Australians. And same thing, when it comes to Australian researchers, uh, people that are doing like high tech stuff, they're truly passionate about it. The reason why they're not having those sick days is because they don't want to. And yes, they still go on their holidays and that's fine. Maybe in China, they, don't, they have no breaks. In Australia, they have breaks. But we believe that... Those breaks are not bad for you. No, they're good Those for you. Those breaks give you some added yeah. energy. So there's strengths uh, as well. But Yeah, that's true, Even but is it Australia, more competitive? Not, what I'm saying is like, generally the idea that Australia is a lazy country is half the story. There's the lazy aspect of it, and then there's like those guns that are working yeah. really hard. But my point is, I don't think you can even be lazy in China. No, you can't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, you can't. But that's what I'm saying. You'll starve. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying like, what I'm saying is I think maybe competitive countries and, and America's gotten less competitive, competitive countries naturally uh, will come win. They'll win overall because of course they will. They're fucking pumping their hive hard, killing, like destroying a lot of personal freedoms in the process. But like, so it's, it's almost like with China, it's like, oh fuck, they're doing really well. And it's like, well, unless we'll just keep, it'll keep, I think it'll just be for the Western uphill battle of being like, stop doing so well. And it's like, no. And it's like, um, 
fuck you. <laughs> there's just no, there's nothing that can be done. And it's, and you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's tough actually, because, you know, I like the Australian way of life. I would, I, I don't think it would be a great world if the rest of the world matched China's level of comp- competitiveness. Cause then there's more to life. Yeah, fuck. Be like, there's oh, more to life, you know, we might be richer, but we'd be, worse off mentally but you know what's weird in china they have like an 80 percent approval of the government they're happy so it's like what the yeah, fuck they love it's also cultural dude a lot yeah. of this stuff is cultural right some people are okay to be told what to do and then yeah. some people was like well i was gonna do it but now that you've said it fuck you I'm yeah not so there's that cultural aspect so there's a the cultural thing too which yeah. is just adds to the problem of like you know it's like fuck it like what are you gonna do tell someone to stop trying so hard it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. And even a government, like you wouldn't even tell a government to be like, stop whipping your people into slavery. Not that, not that they're doing that, but like, let's just say that. And it's like, no, we're not going to do that. And it's like, fuck, I'm going to be poor. Like it's this, it's almost like an existential question of like, it, it's almost like capitalism. Cause what China did is it's like authoritarian capitalism. And it's like capitalism on steroids. And it's like, dude, you, the West created this system. Now someone's, pumped steroids into the balls of it and you can't be like but don't do that that's cheating that's cheating and it's like well fuck it i can do it it's like yeah i guess you can but like it's 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 almost like hypocritical that's the thing if you're in australia and you're like hardcore capitalist you can't whinge about america sorry about china Mm. what can you whinge about so he's doing they're doing it better than you yeah so it's like it's a it's dude what I say is ride the wave while we can buy all the fragua that we can afford now. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> let's end today's part. Ride the wave that you can. Um, yeah. Thank you for all those people that listen to us live. Thank you for people that watch this. Thanks and, heaps. And sorry for the delays, and but we, we will be back. we really appreciate the support that you've given us post the entire firebomb yeah. episode. Yeah. Jordan is not here today. Unfortunately, we can't go deep into why he's not here, but he will be here soon. We don't have a date of exactly when he's going to be here, but we'll try to get him here next week or maybe the week after that. Yeah. And uh, for now much it's, love. Yeah, for now it's Schwarmer FM. Maybe next week. But look, this was basically like a fucking Chomsky pod. We, there's nothing to complain about. That was mad. <laughs> and sign up to the up late if you want us to talk about, I don't know, our girl troubles or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> then there's some juicy stories there. All right, uh, well, but yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, Friendly Geordie's out. <laughs>